uh, my mom and dad in an assisted living home. Uh, they needed that. They were excited about it. Mom's favorite thing about it was, I don't have to eat what your dad eats all the time now. And so she has found a lot of things. She gets uh, sometimes a little upset with dad. And her favorite saying now is, I'll be back. I'm going to bingo. So she loves bingo. And she has gone and had a good time with that. Well, a little while back, it was really interesting because my mom got this iPad and she was, you know, having fun with it. She was doing all this different stuff. She doesn't see particularly well. And she was telling me how much better it would be if she could text. And I thought, well, okay, I'll teach you how to text. I remember learning how to text. I was on a mission trip from this church, sitting in the back of a bus going through the mountains in Jamaica, learning to text. One of our uh, uh, young people taught me how to do that uh, on a flip phone. I think I got sick from trying to watch that thing and go through the, the mountains. But my mom wanted to learn how to text, so I decided to teach her. So we started going through it. No, you don't do that. No, 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 no. And I kept working through it, and mom was learning to text. And so she starts then, and she's so excited, and she starts texting. I start getting texts from my brothers and sisters. Why on earth did you teach mom how to text? They were terrible texts. I mean, they didn't make sense sometimes. They were just random. They were all over the place. But I want to tell you my favorite part of my mom learning to text. My favorite part was mom would send out these texts. And in typical mom way, I would get a text, and it would be just words with periods here, quotation marks, random things throughout the text. But she got to where at the end of every text she would write, LOL. She had learned some of the little abbreviations, so she had put uh, LOL mom. She didn't know we knew it was from mom, so she'd put mom at the end of it. For you that are older, they know who it's from, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, I say that because my son corrected me on that. All right, so the way this thing works was mom starts sending these texts out, and as she does that, she sends me one particular text, and it says, just wanted to let you know your niece or your, uh, your, yeah, your niece's daughter uh, is going in for surgery next week. Uh, they're a little concerned. Please pray for them. LOL, mom. <laughs> Seemed a little odd. <laughs> so we go a little while longer and uh, get another text, and it said, uh, hey, don't know if you remember Harry Williams or not. I didn't. Harry Williams from down the road. Haven't lived there in 50 years. So just down the road, Harry died. Uh, there's going to be a service. Just wanted to let you know. LOL. <laughs> mom. So I think it's time to give mom a call. So I call mom up and I say, Mom, what is, what is going on? I said, at the end of all of these texts, you're writing LOL. And I said, I don't know why you're doing that. And she says, well, that means lots of love. <laughs> ah. I said, well, Mom, that's not what that means. And in true mom form, 84 years old, says to me, well, that's what it means to me. <laughs> and I said, well, you don't get to decide. So mom has changed the way she interacts a little bit. You know, life is full of things that we go through that are interesting, they're funny, they're all of this. But one of the things that's not so funny and one of the things that's not so enjoyable is all the times we get hurt in life. 
All the things that happen to us that hurt our feelings, that bother us, that irritate us, agitate us, bother us in a way that we tend to hold on to it for a while. It's amazing how we do that when we get hurt by others. It turns out in many ways that we as humans are this odd combination of being hurt and hurting others. Some have said it this way, hurt people hurt people. And I have found that to be true. When we are hurt, we make a choice about what we do with that hurt. What will we do when we feel hurt by someone else? It usually depends on how badly we have felt hurt. You ever been just mildly bothered by something and you just let it go? There are those things that we handle that way, aren't there? Let it go, not that big a deal. And then there are those, because they're either a big deal or they're recurrent, that we hold on to. We hold on to a lot of those things. So when we're hurt, we have a choice. We can either forgive or we can do what it says in 1 Corinthians 13, which is an interesting way to understand a very small little piece of 1 Corinthians 13. It says, love keeps no record of wrongs. Well, this is a record of wrongs right here. You've probably never seen one of those before. And as you can tell, it's been out in the sun a little bit. It's kind of warped a little. But a record of wrongs or a recording of wrongs is oftentimes what we have in our head playing. It's a reminder of what we're upset about. And instead of letting it go... We get up of a morning and the first thing we do is we pop in a record. Now I know that's a little old, but records are making a comeback. It's amazing how we play these things over and over in our mind. Whatever it is that we're carrying with us becomes our playlist. It's what we keep going. I don't think we always even intend to do that. It's just become such a part of us that we immediately, especially if we're reminded of it in some way, something that happens that triggers us to think about that. This record has songs on it. I didn't write them on here because you wouldn't be able to see them. So I'm going to tell you about the songs that are on the record, on this record of wrongs. These are kind of the greatest hits on the record of wrongs. Someone's done me wrong. I wrote that and I thought, that's actually a song. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing that when I was younger. It's actually a song. I'll not sing it, but it's a good song. I like the song. The second one is, did you hear what they said about me? Do you play that one? I'll only forgive if they forgive first. That's a good one. That's a classic. Plays a lot. Sometimes daily. I can't quit thinking about what you did. I just can't forgive. These are only five. There's room on a record for more, and my guess is your record may actually contain some different ones. 
the one that you play, the ones that you hear over and over in your mind. This playlist becomes the tune of our life. It's the songs we just can't seem to get out of our head. You ever have one of those songs you can't get out of your head? You know, and you hear it. My favorite thing is Amy will say, I can't get that song out of my head, I'll start humming it. <laughs> and then she adds that to her playlist, I think, is the, the way it works. You know, it's been said that holding a grudge is kind of like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to get sick. I'm going to hold this in, I'm going to see the damage it's doing to me, it's going to be awful, and I'm going to experience a lot of pain over it, hoping that you're affected very negatively by what I'm doing to myself. Sounds crazy when we say it, doesn't it? But that's what we oftentimes do when we've been hurt or disappointed or angered, and we don't let those things go. I think we live in a time where the teachings of Jesus are more in contrast with our society than they've been in our lifetime. Culture is changing. Christian values sometimes are not the same, are not of the same importance as we used to see them. Things we used to take for granted, you can't anymore. I think understanding what Jesus said about various topics becomes even more valuable to us. And I think especially when it comes to the idea of how we deal with the pain and the hurt that we experience in our life. So maybe we can think about how we let go of this record of wrongs because, again, the Bible does say there, we are not to keep a record of wrongs. But here's what the Bible does not say. The Bible does not say don't keep a record. It says don't keep a record of wrongs. So if we are going to keep a record, maybe there's a different record that we can play. Maybe there's a different recording that we can place in our mind that assists us in working through these things, and maybe that's what God had in mind as he said, what you play in your head becomes what you live out. So there's a gold record, a better record, a record that maybe we can think of when we face these difficult times in our life, and we can think through how God's word can transform the very thoughts that exist within our mind. So I picked out five of these, and I want you to think about if these need to be added to your playlist. The greatest song on this new album, I believe, is Father, Forgive Them Because They Don't Know What They're Doing. The first of Jesus' sayings on the cross, the greatest example of forgiveness you ever wanted to forgive somebody because you really just didn't think they knew what they were doing? That's a pretty good way to forgive somebody, by the way. Because let's face it, lots of times we don't know what we're doing. And that's where many of our mistakes come from. A try and a fail. Oftentimes that is the case. We're all imperfect. We all make those mistakes. And we all want to be forgiven. So, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing becomes a, a great hit. 
It's kind of fun making these two into songs. I'll forgive 70 times 7. That's a good one. I remember when I was a youth minister, we had a drama group, and we had this little skit where one of the things they did was there's this person, and they would forgive and forgive and forgive, and they were counting them up, and they got 488, 489, 490, and they forgive every time until they got to guess what number? 491. Because 70 times 7, I'm told, is 490. I'm not a math guy. So 491 is when you apparently don't have to forgive anymore. Not true. It's an exaggeration. It was Peter explaining that he would forgive seven times, and Jesus said, 70 times seven. What a great song that would be. Forgive so the Father will forgive you. When we don't forgive, I don't think we really think much about the fact that the Father says unless we forgive, we may not be forgiven. That's how important it actually is. So Father, forgive so that I can be forgiven. Forgive as the Father forgave you. Wow. Forgive as the Father forgave you. Take just one second. What has God forgiven you of? There's a playlist. The things God's forgiven me of. Somebody want to stand up and share a few really bad ones? Didn't figure I'd have any takers, or if I did, I figured that's going to be a good thing. <laughs> the things we've been forgiven of, we want to go away, and that's what God says he does. He says he blots those things out against us. If God will forgive us of all the things that we've done, he invites us to a place where our things can be forgiven so that we'll have room in our life to play in our mind things that tell us it's in our best interest to forgive others. I think about the things I've carried with me sometimes, things I've been mad about, things I've been upset about, things I've been angry about, and I never felt better about it till I let it go. If you want to be forgiven, you got to forgive. Blake, that should be a song right there. Some of these sound like country tunes anyway. I mean, I get it. Do you recognize how important it is that we as human beings need to be able to let go of the things in our life that hurt us, that bother us? And God gives us a way to do that. We get rid of the record of wrongs that exist in our life. And we play a list from God's holy word that says, here's how you erase. Here's how you let go of those things. You see, there's an interesting thing that occurs when we don't forgive. That we don't ever forgive, 
there's an odd thing that happens to us in our lives. Now, you've maybe heard this terminology before called baggage. You ever heard of that? Your baggage, stuff you carry with you? I want you to think about what it's like. Which one of these suitcases is mine and which one's When you carry a lot of hurt with you, you would think this would be hers, wouldn't you? It's not. So you carry these things with you, and you need more and more and bigger and bigger ways to carry all of this because it grows. And you have to make room for the new hurts and the new pains. So every time you start to go somewhere, what you do is you, if you haven't let go, you play your record. That's how your day starts. And then you start getting everything together. And this looks a lot like how you make your way through your day. And it's pretty uncomfortable. And unfortunately, there's a fairly good chance that if you're carrying this much around, you're not going to be all that pleasant to deal with. It also may indicate that you're the kind of person that just holds on to things and doesn't let them go. And therefore, eventually, David, somebody may offend you again. Right? It didn't know I was going to say that, did it? There you go. You're offended? I figured so. So what happens is, pretty soon I'm going to have another suitcase that I have to add to this. And then another one. And then another one. And it'll be to the point that I am so burdened by the things that I'm carrying that life has no joy in it. There's no peace. There's no happiness. Because I sit around and listen to the records. And they take away the joy that I can experience and possess in my life when I listen to all of these other things. Here is an important point that I hope will deal with an important misconception. Forgiveness doesn't always mean restoration. There are relationships that will not be restored that can still be forgiven. Important distinction. Because when we tie two things together like that, in our mind we don't know how to release it. Because what prevents me from wanting to be restored to someone then prevents me from forgiving that person. Many times in our lives, we will restore or we will forgive, but it does not mean that the situation will be restored. There are still people that are unhealthy, still people we will not need to be around. There are. There are dangerous people. There are hurtful people. And sometimes they hurt you. But the great thing about being a part of a holy fellowship 
is that there is a way to work through those things that should create for us a unique kind of community that's unlike especially what we see in the world today. I want that in my life. I want the peace that comes from being around people that will forgive me. I have been here as of last month 18 years. I wonder how many of you have had to forgive me for things over the years. I thought of asking people to raise their hand. I thought that would just be too embarrassing. And then the list would probably be smaller than I anticipated. But if you think about that, if you're in a relationship with someone, forgiveness becomes an essential part of that. Knowing how to do that. Looking to God's word and saying, there is a way, being a part of God's family, that we let things go because that's in our own best interest as well. So the thing I want you to take away this morning is this. God does not intend for you to have this record of wrongs. He said in 1 Corinthians 13, love keeps no record of wrongs. But what he didn't say that's maybe implied is that there's a whole other record that we can create that will guide us and carry us and sustain us through all of the difficulties that we face in our life that we need to let go of. What do you need to let go of? What are you holding on to that you think about way too much? Who hurt you? Who disappointed you? Who angered you? And you're holding on to it. And you can't seem to let it go. There is freedom in forgiveness. It's one of the most powerful things that we have as human beings to experience in life. Is the freedom to forgive someone even when they haven't asked for it. Even if they're deceased. Even if they're sitting here this morning, the ability to forgive is one of the greatest things that we've been given by Christ. And he showed that example by forgiving us while we were yet sinners. He forgave us. He gave us a way to reconcile to one another. I hope we'll take advantage of that I hope you'll find the freedom and the joy that can return to your life by finding a way to let go of the things that hold you back because you just haven't been able to forgive yet. Get rid of this record. Listen to something new so that your life is more joyful. This morning, if we can assist you in any way with this, please come while we stand.